0: 30 this week we are joined by brian newbert from goldenblack.com uh covers purdue part of the rivals.com network and uh, noobs is a uh, longtime acquaintance here longtime friend we've been uh following around aau basketball players over the years but now we're going to talk some football because we got the cannon on the line this weekend but when illinois travels over to west lafayette to take on the boilermakers noobs tell me about this purdue football team are they gonna are they gonna put it on on the illini
1: here Um, well, you know, they look pretty good through two games. Uh, the Notre Dame game was a little bit of a step backward from an offensive perspective. Uh, the special teams took a little bit of a step backward. Obviously that was the best competition they'd played to date, but I, I think Purdue's in a pretty decent spot here. I think their biggest issue right now is they're starting to pile up injuries. David Bell, uh, who's their star receiver, one of the best receivers in the big 10, if not the best receiver in the big Ten, one of the best you know, players in all of college football, if you ask me, he uh uh was in the concussion protocol or is in the concussion protocol this week. Don't know if he's playing or not, that'd be a huge blow to their offense. They've got a couple other receivers banged up, they're down their starting running back and Xander Horvath, uh, they're down one of their starting corners and Corey Trice. They're just starting start to pile up some circumstances here, and that's been pretty consistent for Purdue the last couple seasons. Uh, but I think they're playing much better defense than people saw from Purdue last year. I think they have enough on offense where they can still be very competitive, uh, if not win more often than not. Um, So I like their chances. I like their chances this weekend. Uh, The schedule really, you know, gets tough for them after Illinois and Minnesota the week after, not that Minnesota is anything to sneeze at either, but the back half of Purdue's schedule uh, is pretty loaded. So their time to rack up wins is now. So I would, uh, I, I don't think they view it this way, but we can certainly view it this way from the outside, is that w- when you have winnable games at home, you got to get them.
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, Illinois had a couple opportunities uh, to win those home games, uh, whether it was Texas, San Antonio, or uh, Maryland last weekend, where uh, definitely, sh- probably should have won. Um, and, and ended up coming on the wrong side of that. Uh, Purdue, obviously, uh, offensively, Brahms, Coach Brown's Brahms known for being uh, an offensive coach. They like to, you know, they'll throw it around a little bit, and and they've used a couple different guys at quarterback. Um, what's the situation there?
1: Uh, Jack Plummer's a starting quarterback. He won the job outright uh, prior to the season. Um, you know, things weren't going so great at Notre Dame. Uh, they couldn't protect either of them, or they couldn't protect Plummer. He took a bunch of hits. Uh, the uh, offense really wasn't getting any kind of rhythm and he went to Aiden O'Connell who started games the past was Purdue starter last year before he got hurt um so Purdue essentially has two guys who have starting experience but Plummer was the guy who won the job in the in the preseason and I think they're pretty committed to him I think he's he's a more mobile option uh than O'Connell um I don't know how much that necessarily has shown up this year because I don't know if he's really had a lot of success running the ball or had a lot of opportunities to run the ball but I think he's more of a, a complete dual threat sort of guy uh, than Aiden O'Connell is, and I think that's a little bit of a difference maker uh, between the two. So I think they're pretty committed to Plummer, but he's shown in the past he's not, he's not averse to playing two guys if, if the situation mandates it. I, I think you always want to be careful as a coach to not inadvertently inflict psychological warfare on your starter where all of a sudden you have him looking over his shoulder and you know playing tight and not afraid to make mistakes, but it's worked for Brahm in the past before and it's something he's always gonna be open to. But as of right now, Plumber is Plummer is their guy and he'll start against Illinois. And if if things go relatively smoothly or not completely disastrously, I think you'll see him start to finish.
0: Obviously, the biggest, the big story probably for Purdue on offense is whether or not Bell's going to play. He's a dynamic receiver, as you mentioned, one of the best receivers in the Big Ten in the country. And what's his status? Do you have any update or what what are your expectations for him? And what's the impact if he's unable to go?
1: Well, he's in the protocol. So I would imagine we will find out when the teams take the field for warmups on Saturday. Brom had his radio show tonight. He did say they're hoping to get him back. So that leads me to believe he hasn't been ruled out yet. So they're still holding out hope. He's, he's going to clear all the necessary hurdles before Saturday and play. You know, he's a pretty significant asset for Purdue. And I know the protocol is the protocol. And it, it's kind of a binary deal where you're either good or you're not. Uh, but, you know, even if he's good, you know, I do sort of wonder if, you know, they might really err on the side of caution with him, you know, to kind of look at the big picture. He's going to want to play, uh, obviously. Uh, Now, the issue there is if David Bell doesn't play, that's a really big loss for Purdue. Again, he's one of the best offensive players in the Big Ten, one of the best wide receivers in college football. It's kind of amplified by the fact that Purdue's had some other injuries at wide receiver. Uh, Mershawn Rice, who's David Bell's backup, who's a really promising young guy. He's done some positive things uh, through the first couple games. He's out for a while now. He got hurt, too. He's been one of those kids who's everybody's dying to see play but he's always he always seems to get hurt one way or another and it's just never on the field uh you know Purdue has a kid named T.J. Sheffield who you know missed the opener hasn't really played a whole lot these last two games I, I thought they were gonna get him more involved against Notre Dame than they did uh Purdue just doesn't have a lot of Purdue's got a lot of talent at wide receiver but I don't know if they have a lot of known commodities right now Milton Wright is a really talented wide receiver who's really struggling to catch the football Right now, he's dropped a bunch of passes here already this season, a couple of which took points off the board for Purdue. Um, so it wouldn't just be being without David Bell. It would leave you with maybe a lot less known commodities at wide receiver than you expected coming into the season because that's the one position where Purdue has has real depth. But obviously, David Bell is the guy that everybody has the game plan for, and David Bell is the guy they look for on first down, third down, fourth down, red zone, all over the place. He's kind of the guy Purdue's offense is sort of built to get the ball to. So anytime you're down that caliber of player, you have to kind of you have to kind of adjust on the fly. So uh, it would be a big loss and something Purdue would definitely have to adjust to.
0: As far as defensively, it looks like Purdue's uh, you know been pretty solid defensively. Um, you know the Notre Dame game had a little bit of trouble at times, but overall, I mean, you look at three games, forty-eight points—that's pretty good. Uh, Pretty good defense. And so what do you expect? Illinois, on the other hand, has struggled a little bit defensively. and But I think the biggest concern for Illinois is their offense has not been um, yeah. good enough. I mean, they, they haven't scored in the first quarter this year um, in four games. And so it, how's the Purdue defense? Are they healthy? Are they going to be – what are they going to try and do to Illinois?
1: Uh, Purdue is kind of tweaked its approach a little bit this year. They're, they're being much more aggressive than they were last year. Last year was kind of a disaster for Purdue defensively. They hired Bob Diaco as their defensive coordinator. That didn't work from day one, uh, both behind the scenes and front facing. Uh, They were more reactive than they were proactive. Uh, They were kind of a quote-unquote bend, but don't break defense, but they broke a lot. It was basically right at halftime of the Illinois game up in Champaign uh, that things started to go sideways for them. That was right around the time George Karloftis got hurt, too, and that, that was no small part of it as well, uh, but they've got Karloftis back. He's playing at, a, at an elite level, even though his sack numbers don't even, cl- even come close to reflecting it. Uh, he's impacting every snap he's on the field. Uh, they've had some guys, Jalen Graham, Jalen Alexander, uh, Marvin Grant, some young, talented guys on defense who have really fit into this new style well. uh, Purdue is blitzing a lot. They're bringing pressure from all over the place. They're run blitzing a lot. They're just making offenses have to make the right play at the right time to beat them. They're going to give up some big plays. That's kind of the cost of doing business the way they're playing right now. And they have given up some big plays. They gave up a bunch of big plays against Notre Dame. They should have given up even more because Notre Dame dropped at least two touchdowns. Um, So there could be opportunities there for Illinois to Make a couple of big plays here and there, but Purdue's really, Purdue's really, really going to make them work for it. They're going to be at risk too for a lot of negative plays, a lot of turnovers, things like that. Illinois is going to have to be really precise, kind of in what they do offensively to beat the pressure Purdue's going to throw at them.
0: Illinois can drop touchdowns too; they have that ability. <laughs> so uh, Purdue's had shown it share them. too this season. Um,
1: <laughs> must be the COVID year.
0: Yeah, it might, maybe they're just all getting—they're still acclimating to fans in the stands, and so they, they haven't adjusted yet. I guess. Maybe. There could
1: be something to that. You know, I know Purdue's basketball coaches. I talked to all of them this week, and they're genuinely—they're uh, genuinely curious about how their team is going to react to playing in front of crowds this year. They—they they have four guys on their team who've played in front of real Big Ten crowds in their careers. It could be the same deal in football where a lot of these guys who played last year for the first time aren't, aren't used to this, so perhaps their, their eyes are wandering, their minds are wandering, whatever it may be it's just uh, one more thing to, to kind of keep in mind during these bizarre times of ours
0: so i, I can't I can't have you on here. you mentioned basketball we got to talk a little bit of hoops here because w- illinois and purdue we, we got to say these are probably two of the three big ten front runners here and and you know so I think illinois is, I get. I've seen a lot, got a lot of opportunity to be around the Illinois program, obviously, and you've been around the Purdue program. And I'm telling you right now, Illinois is really good, and, and I hear Purdue's really good too. So, how excited are they in West Lafayette about basketball season?
1: Well, I think Purdue could be bad, and they would be really excited about basketball in West <laughs> Lafayette because that's that's just kind of kind of the nature of this market. But also the fact that fans get to go to the games again, presumably. I think people are obviously really excited about this season. You know, Purdue wasn't supposed to be good right away last year. They were playing so many guys who hadn't played before so many kids and all those kids didn't have an off season. They didn't have a normal off season. So I think, you know, Purdue had every reason last year to be like a 500 team. One of those teams that plays well one night and then awful the next and then okay the next and then awful two games in a row and then great three games in a row, you know, kind of things like that. But that wasn't the case at all. They were, they were surprisingly good, and they were surprisingly consistent until the postseason when, uh, you know, things kind of fell apart on them like it did for the whole Big Ten. Um, but all those guys are back. I mean, Purdue, Purdue returns every relevant player basically from last season. They have unbelievably unbelievable big men again, two of them, and they have a potential star, or they have a, a, a almost surefire star in Jaden Ivey. I'm not even going to say potential. That kid's a stud. Uh, They've got shooters, they've got just a really talented young core to go along with a couple of pretty solid veterans. And uh, um, I think the best thing they have going for them right now is normalcy, because that offseason these guys didn't have before their freshman years last season, they have now. So everything they didn't get to learn last year that they had to figure out as they went, um, you know, as freshmen or redshirt freshmen, now they get to, you know, to to acclimate in in a a traditional manner. But you also have to find out now, how are they gonna deal with expectations? Because this is still a pretty young team. And now everybody all of a sudden is telling you, you're gonna win the big 10, go to the final four, all that. There's no more final four hungry uh, market in the big 10 either than this one. So, um, you know, people around here just desperately wanna go to a final four. So um, when Purdue is good, Things tend to get a little bit outsized uh, from an expectations perspective. And I'm sure that's probably filtering itself to the players a little bit. And, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to learn to be mature and focused and, and all that stuff. As I said before, they're going to have to learn how to play in front of crowds. Uh, their, their adrenaline is going to be pumping, unlike anything last season uh, put upon them. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of see how they react. But they have all the pieces in place to be really good.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching this uh, Big Ten basketball season. I I know in Champaign, they're very excited about Illinois. Um, I think the big man battle would be a lot of fun. I think when you've got Williams and uh, Edie against Coburn and Payne, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch those big guys uh, battle, see who can stay on the floor long enough without getting in foul foul trouble. And then the backcourt, you've got, you know, Ivy and Curbelo and uh, probably won't guard each other. But at the same time, you got two dynamic guards who can just make plays and, you know, so, uh, and, and, and makes So I think this is a fun, fun, going to be a fun matchup there. So, all right, we got to go back to football because even though basketball is our thing, we got to talk about the football game because it's coming up this week. Um, tell me about this uh, game. What's your prediction? What do you see happening uh, in this Purdue, Illinois game on Saturday?
1: I think Purdue's probably gonna, probably gonna be okay here. I don't know if I can really diplomatically say why. I just think they're better than Illinois. Um, I think Purdue's pretty solid. I don't think they're great, but I think they're pretty solid. I think they're defending in a manner that can make things really difficult on a limited offense. Uh, I think Illinois' quarterback play, um, you know, is something that Purdue could potentially have some success against. Uh, I think having the game at home is a plus. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think the biggest thing is Purdue's playing pretty well from a defensive perspective. And I think Illinois is, Probably going to have a chance to make a big play or two, but I don't know if they can necessarily put up enough where they're going to outscore Purdue on their home field. I think uh, if Purdue doesn't have David Bell, that's going to be a big loss uh, for Purdue, but I do think they have enough skill on offense, uh, enough talent at wide receiver, a good tight end in Payne Durham, um, good enough quarterback play, not great quarterback play, but good enough. Quarterback play where they can have enough success, coupled with the the success I think they can have on defense uh, to be able to scratch out enough to win this game.
0: Yes, I, I would agree. I think Purdue's obviously. I mean, they're a ten point favorite. I think they are definitely the team that probably um, should be favored in this game. I, I like their uh, their kind of their defense's ability to slow down the Illinois offense that has has struggled. Um, now, as far as the Purdue. Purdue offense, I think if David Bell's not there, maybe Illinois can compete a little better um, and have a little chance to slow them down. But, you know, at the end of the day, Illinois has to score points to win this game, and, and I don't know that they have the capability to do that right now unless they show me something they haven't shown me thus far against a quality defense like Purdue has. So um, what's your score? Give me a score. I, we'll see how you do. Every oh, week I, week.
1: man, I don't know. I'd I probably – my point total for Purdue would probably fluctuate based on David Bell's availability, but I think I'd probably look at something along the lines of maybe 27 to 17 or something like that in, in Purdue's favor. The one thing Purdue's doing pretty well too is their first team offense is doing a pretty good job taking care of the football. They haven't really had, um, they've thrown three interceptions this season. All three of them have been tipped balls. One of them by uh, a walk-on quarterback who's on their special teams unit on a trick play on a tip ball that probably should have been caught. And then the other two were last week by Aiden o- thrown by Aiden O'Connell, but both deflected by wide receivers or by, by receivers in situations where Notre Dame was essentially playing a prevent to just keep Purdue from scoring quick. So the first team offense has done a good job taking care of the, taking care of the football. And I think when you're the better team on your home field, which I think Purdue is going to be uh, this weekend, you just have to make sure you don't give your opponent opportunities that they didn't earn. And I think Purdue, you know, uh, past teams, I'd probably be a little bit concerned about Purdue jacking around and making a bunch of mental mistakes, just being sloppy. And I haven't really seen a whole lot of, a whole lot of indication of that being in Purdue's DNA this season, but I've been wrong before and things can turn real quick during a football season. And uh, with that being said, Jack Plummer can come out now and throw four picks on, on Saturday it could be a completely different game but as of right now all I can do is judge them based on what I've seen so far and so far they've been pretty sharp
0: yeah I I think that can happen any weekend you just never know you always have those weekends when you're wondering what happened and you throw some picks and you're like what were they you know what what we've been so efficient coming into this game so yeah I I I like the boilers I think it's going to be I've got it 31-24 I think they're I think Illinois will get a couple of uh uh, opportunities uh, whether it's deep balls turnovers whatever it is to make some plays and I just don't think they can do it enough uh, they haven't been consistent enough to get the win though but all right Brian Newbert goldenblack.com Purdue expert joins us joined us this week really appreciate you coming on noobs and now uh, we will uh, see you maybe uh, Saturday and then we'll see you in basketball season coming up too
1: I will I will be at both of those places so if you're around we will see you then all right, sounds
0: good. All right, thanks, Noobs. and uh, thirty for 30 this week, uh, Illinois at Purdue on Saturday. Uh, excited to see how the uh, Boilers look and also see how the Illinois bounce back from a tough loss at home against Maryland.